0: Hi, and welcome to the Relatives to Reality podcast. I am one of your hosts, Deb Thibodeau. Also joining me on this venture as a co host is my nephew, Steve O'Keefe, hence the relative part of the podcast name. Since we are in two different states, we have taken this social distancing to a whole new level. Steve is joining me from New York, and I am in Florida. This is an opinion podcast about today's events coming from two different generations two different states, and a male and female point of view.
1: Welcome to the Relatives to Reality podcast. I'm Steve O'Keefe, and I am here with my aunt, Deb.
0: Hey, hello. Good. How are you?
1: I am doing fine. Uh, As usual, let's jump right into it. To continue the theme here, so first we start with the Confederate statues. So the final stage to this is if you don't stop this spread of ignorance and hate of American history and America in general, it's going to bleed into our culture. It's going to bleed into our everyday way of life. So here we have a story from, to exemplify that from patch.com because someone had the grand old idea to take down the logo of Aunt Jemima. So this comes from, uh, aunt jemima's great grandson this is after that aunt jemima the company that holds it i think i believe it's quaker Mm -hmm. quaker said okay we're going to get rid of the logo because of the times and because of it offending people so the great grandson went on to say she worked for the that quaker oats for 20 years she traveled all the way around the united states and canada making pancakes as Aunt Jemima for them. This woman served all those people, and it was after slavery. She worked as Aunt Jemima. That was her job, he continued. How do you think I feel as a black man sitting here telling you about my family history they're trying to erase? So, because the left and the Democrats and the progressives and the Marxists either don't understand history and they're ignorant on it, or they know it, and they want to destroy it. They are now hurting the very people that they're saying that they're trying to help black Americans, minorities today, because this is a black American. Her great grandson is a black man. And he's watching the face of his great grandmother being destroyed from history because people have taken offense because they're illiterate on context. What do you think about this? Anthony?
0: Oh, I agree. I have nothing more to say. You said it. <laughs> It's an outrage. And they didn't even consider asking the family how they felt. No consideration consideration. at all.
1: And she was proud. She was proud that she was the face of something. Like, she has sat in the family kitchen of all races, all creeds, for a hundred years now. And she's gone like a blink of an eye.
0: Yep. It's like she never existed. Now, the only way you're probably going to find out about this is in the history book someday.
1: And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? That's what's next, because guess what? The history books are already either being rewritten or they're being banned. Like *Huckleberry Finn, which is now being taken out of class syllabuses across America because it has offensive words in it. Because they said offensive things back in the late 1800s, early 1900s that were different from today. That allowed kids to know what the times were like back then, how oppressive it was back then. If you don't read the context of a book, you don't know how bad it was. So you don't know how good you have it now if you don't know how bad it was back then. You think it's really bad today. It's not because you don't get to read how bad it was because you're burning the books or you're banning the books. And for everyone saying, hey, we're going to find out you know, Aunt Jemima and this Quaker stuff in a book, they're going to come from the books next. If a picture is offensive, why wouldn't words be offensive if a, if a picture is offensive? Why would you care? Because you didn't even ask the family that actually this was about. You didn't give a damn to ask them. I'm sorry. Right. Oh no, I'm ranting, but this is, it boils my blood. Patch, excuse me. So patch.com mm-hmm. uh, interviewed her great-grandson. And this is from what he said. This company profits off images of slavery, and their answer is to erase my great grandma's, a black female. It hurts. I have read they are talking with the family to try to broker this. No matter how you slice it, you're removing a logo that is a staple of history.
0: Absolutely.
1: No matter what you do, you didn't talk to that very family.
0: This is part of the family's history, too. It's part yeah. of the heritage. You're just going to erase that? A flick of a switch, gone, never to be seen again. Their kids have kids. Oh, yeah, this was your great-great-great-grandmother. She used to be on a syrup bottle. Now she's gone. This
1: is this anonymous mob of irrationality, and, in my opinion, hate. Once you start using violence and once you start hurting the very people you're proposing to help, it's hate. Because you are not using reason, you're using violence and irrationality mm-hmm. in starting these mobs. What exactly is their end game? We have another article here. This one does come from the blaze. Uh, Eskimo Pie gets a name change. So Eskimo Pie has now been on the chopping block for this political correctness movement. In order to defend the company that sells Eskimo Pie, this comes from one of the people that wants to get rid of the name Eskimo Pie. Uh, Linguistics now believe that Eskimo is derived from in B way, meaning to net snowshoes according to the alaska native language center however the people of canada and greenland prefer other names inuit meaning people is used in most of canada and the language is called in inu in eastern canada other local designations are used also first let's set this up with this one too they saw eskimo pie certain people took offense and then they went And said to the company, hey, let's get rid of the name Eskimo Pie. The company said, okay, and placated to it. And now they're finding out, linguists say, now they believe the word Eskimo is derived from a Native American tribe. That's a tribe, parts of Canada and northern United States. It means to net snowshoes. Where's the offense native americans using their own word to say net snowshoes i don't get this do you
0: no that means snowshoes what is so offensive
1: it's their word it's not our word and it's not even a word based on pigment or race or anything
0: uh, that's what they were called eskimos right
1: it came from their own language again like the aunt jemima thing these are minorities that are natives that had their civilization as people say destroyed by western culture and here is western culture coming in and destroying another name of theirs that's on top of a frozen food item you're doing the very same thing that you're complaining that people did to them in the past you're removing something of theirs
0: (laughs) I I i would like to know who's making these decisions
1: It's hard because in our past podcasts, right, I've tried to make it a habit of trying to frame the best argument or what the left is trying to say in their opposition to what we believe, right? So Mm -hmm. you'll say something and say, all right, well, the Democrats' perspective is this. I don't know what their perspective is here. There is no perspective. Destroying Aunt Jemima's name and destroying Eskimo, which has nothing to do with race and everything to do with the word. To net snowshoes. They're saying other people wearing snowshoes. What does this have to do with racism? What does this have to do with slavery? There is no argument.
0: It blows my mind.
1: A variety article. Mm -hmm. And this one really gets me the most. Variety covered how HBO pulled the movie Gone with the Wind from their database. This has to do with HBO pulling Gone with the Wind from their catalog. And this is what HBO would go on to say after the backlash. And the reason why they wanted to pull Gone with the Wind is because there are racial stereotypes and racial elements in there that offend people. And I understand that. I really do. They crossed that line to remove it. And guess what happened? Gone with the Wind became the number one downloaded and watched movie on prime video which meant the people disagreed Mm -hmm. and the people are smart enough to separate historical context from the context of how we live today and hbo admitted they essentially they got it wrong in a way so they brought it back and they said this um these depictions of from gone with the wind are certainly counter to warner media's values so when we return the film to hbo max It will return with a discussion of its historical context and a denouncement of those very depictions, but will be presented as it was originally created, because to do otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. If we are to create a more just, equitable, inclusive future, we must first acknowledge and understand our history. This is where I kind of praise HBO for what they did.
0: Yeah, I said that's a very intelligent statement.
1: That's exactly how I would have phrased it. Now, do I think that we need some arbiter of history to explain us what this movie means right before the movie? Because that person, in my opinion, will probably be biased. But do we need that? I don't think so, personally. I think I'm able to watch Gone with the Wind and I don't need a social commentary before which to tell me what to think and how to think. With that said, you know what? I'll take it. Because at the very least, they're framing how we should look at this movie correctly, which is through a lens at the time. What do you think about that?
0: No, I agree. Who is anybody to tell me what... I can watch and what I can't watch, decipher for me what I find offensive. I mean, if you find this stuff offensive, don't watch. I mean, that was a very good statement for all the snowflakes out there that need to see this statement and then watch the movie. Hey, there you go. Me personally, I don't need to read a statement because look at the year that it was made. That should tell you everything right there.
1: No, let me play devil's advocate. <laughs> I'll be the left-wing Marxist radical for a second. No. Mm-hmm. So, well, Deb, 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 Debbie, this thing is so offensive that it hurts people's feelings and that I think you're being a snowflake for wanting HBO to do what they think with their own money and company to get rid of the movie. Why do you have to be a snowflake, Deb, and be so mad about somebody cutting this movie off of their catalog?
0: There's people out there that want to watch it. Maybe I want to watch it. Why are you such a snowflake that you have to band <laughs> it off the air? because you don't like it
1: which does go to the point of okay it is their private company fine they could get rid of it you want to watch it so then people will vote with their wallets
0: absolutely people
1: voted with their wallets and guess what they did they streamed it for five bucks on amazon prime and instead of that five bucks that's
0: that's what that's what i again i was gonna say i'll go somewhere else yep if i want to watch it i will find it I will rent it. I will I don't know. I'm sure I can get my hands on a copy somewhere if I really want to watch it that badly,
1: yeah, and it it costs five bucks to stream, so. HBO lost out on people that maybe otherwise would have paid for their new HBO Max experience, and they put 33% of that movie into a one-day rental. And you lost out on that money because you thought it was cool to join the rage mob and get rid of Gone with the Wind. I guess this is a bigger argument that I think the right needs to start talking about. Maybe this will be another podcast. It's something interesting to discuss where... I think the right needs to start fighting back with their wallets, just like they're <laughs> fighting back with abuses by the state, with over taxes,
0: over regulations. and That's how we do it nowadays. We got to fight with our wallet. I wouldn't pay for Sling until it got Fox News. So therefore, they lost a customer. Would I recommend, well, now Sling of course has it, but I'm just saying before they didn't, I would not recommend that service to anybody because I have a lot of people that I know that watch Fox News. I would never kind of pay for two things. Agreed. I want my TV all in one spot. You are not getting the business. Somebody else is. It
1: goes to the broader point of, okay, well, I feel like the right is fighting with two hands tied behind their back. There is a large faction of the right that does not want a boycott does not want to do what the left is doing. And I understood that five or six years ago. I still questioned it, but we are now in a different world.
0: I don't believe in boycotts. I was not boycotting Sling. I would not say that at all, but I would not pay for their service unless it has what I want.
1: Okay, so let's take it to that next level. Let's separate Sling because Sling just didn't have, right, that um, channel,
0: for whatever yeah. reason. Maybe yeah. there was negotiations going on. I don't know. All I know is it didn't have the channel.
1: And I'll give Sling that leeway because Fox News is the number one watched cable channel of any. It's not just the number one watched news channel, it's the number one watched cable channel. I believe it was probably definitely based on negotiations. So let's give, cut them slack. Let's remove sling. Let's bring up the NBA. Your All son, right. your son loves the NBA. I used to love the NBA. I still pay attention to it as much. There's now a story that says the Orlando magic right out of your backyard. Okay. They be painting black lives matter on the floor of where the magic play. What? would you protest that would you boycott that
0: i don't watch i mean i've been to a few games it's nothing that's going to affect me i'm neither for it or against it that's what they want to do that i'm not a big fan of basketball and i'll go to a game
1: maybe you don't think there's something to the fact of people on the right not using the same tactics of the left because this is my frame of reference, so so I guess I'll put it this way. I, in the same way, mostly, I say, okay, you're going to have Black Lives Matter on the floor. I believe in individual Black lives. I believe in individual Black Americans because I believe in all Americans. And mm-hmm. I think what happened to George Floyd was disgusting, and I think that there needs to be police reform. But Black Lives Matter is an actual organization that has a website and that it says they want to get rid of capitalism. They want to get rid of, essentially, westernization. <laughs> right? So I don't believe in Black Lives Matter. I believe in individual black lives. And so, no, I wouldn't go to an NBA game. I wouldn't go to a Magic game. I've actually gotten to the point of joining a boycott and the reason being is this it's not going to stop with the orlando magic it's going to keep going and going and going it's gotten into video games so all this stuff this all ties to the aunt jemima thing the eskimo pie thing the hbo thing it's now this leftist marxist idealism that we have to deconstruct every part of our lives including Mm. sports it's rooting itself like like a like a root like a virus Mm -hmm. into our culture, into our way of life. And so if we do not start fighting back with our wallets, our voice, and our feet, it's going to get deeper and deeper. And the deeper it gets and embeds itself, the harder it's
0: going to be to get removed. No, you're right. Like I said, I could care less whether I go to a game or don't go to a game. So therefore, my life isn't affected by it. And people who don't agree with it will not go. That's just a given. The NBA, the NFL, all those sports games are ruining themselves people like you said will answer to this with their wallet and when they can't pay their million dollar salaries to these players what's gonna happen we as the audience give them their paychecks so it's gotta end somewhere if people have to speak with their wallets then that's how it's gonna have to be i speak with my wallet
1: i am definitely torn on this i hate the fact that i would join a boycott but i want to resolve these issues peacefully and the point to my boycott would not be to get rid of the nba the point of my boycott would be hey nba hey nfl hey walmart just came out said they would not sell merchandise that said all lives matter that's at walmart this is what happens when you you don't stand up to the mob this is what happens when you go, ah, okay, all right, I'll, I'll let that go. I'll let that slide.
0: you're going to let slide because this is what happens. Like you said, it becomes embedded.
1: And now, it, it, you know, it's shooting roots everywhere and pulling everything in. At what point do we go, all right, I'm not going to Walmart. Look, I just don't agree, and I'm all not right. going there anymore. And I'm not going there not because I want Walmart to espouse right-wing views or anything. I want Walmart to stay neutral. I want Walmart to be about selling stuff. I don't want Walmart to be about a political message that's right. the same with the nba that's the same with the nfl so my point to a boycott i think a lot of people on the right would agree with me would be i don't want the nfl coming around on my side and saying hey put something on the field that says black lives matter is wrong." i, I want nothing on the field i want the field to be a field for
0: football so what, i want neutrality national pastime Nobody wants to be embedded with all this political statements and things like that. It's an escape for most Americans. You're right. That's why I will not watch football. I'm a fan because my whole family likes football. That's their escape. We didn't watch football last year because of all the kneeling. We didn't pay for it. I guess that's a form of a boycott. We didn't watch it. We would look for the updates to who won the games, and that was it. Nobody's paying for the sur- I shouldn't say nobody. We're not paying for the service. I used to get the Sunday ticket every single year. Haven't gotten it since last year, since the kneeling started. Not doing it. Not You're giving not- them money because I do not want to see that. It's an escape. We want to watch football. I don't want to watch the drama behind it.
1: It's And it's more than an escape. Right, I've been used that term. Other people have used that term. You know what it really is, ladies and gentlemen? It's not an escape. It's a unification. We have destroyed something that was a unification that people on the street could say, hey, I disagree with Black Lives Matter, and let's have a discussion over it, and let's have a back and forth. And let's have a heated discussion on the street, right? And, and do our patriotic duty to, to protest and, and exchange our our views. Do you know what unified us was? Hey, let's go check out the Eagles game after.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's go grab right. a view and
1: watch the Giants or the
0: Yankees. Yeah. yeah, you're and right. What
1: it did was it humanized the other side. They have a family. They have friends. They work their ass off every week. They love people. They care about people. This is not some bigot. This is not some sort of hateful person. This is a loving person that just really disagrees with what I believe in. And we unify under music. We unify under the Giants or the Yankees. We unify under Gone With The Wind. We both believe that Mm -hmm. Hattie McDaniel. The black woman that played in it, that was the the help who played Mammy in the film, was the first African American, not just African American woman, the first African American that won,
0: won an Oscar. An Oscar. Yeah,
1: and we could watch that movie together and go, "She did a badass job at that role. She she did something that white people had never seen before in terms of acting. She bridged that gap of where people back then who were segregated." Didn't know what were the hearts and minds of black people. And for us to stand up and give her an ovation, just like the people that stood up and gave her an ovation when she won that award. And it unified us. It unified us. And they're destroying that. They're destroying that. And when I say they, I don't mean all leftists. I don't mean all Democrats. It's a call to you leftists and Democrats that disagree with them to say so. Do not remain silent because they're going to come for you next. They're going to come for something your family member said, your friend said, because if you do not agree with the mob, they are going to come for you. They're going to come for you. Just like they just came for Jimmy Kimmel, just like they came for Sarah Silverman. They're going to come for you. They don't care if you vote a Democrat. They don't care if you're a woman and they don't care that you're black or white. Just as you see with this
0: but you notice nothing happened to jimmy kimmel nothing happens to the leftists who do this stuff if that was a conservative or a republican omg what would happen to them well Thank that's what tired. happened with Meg- uh, yeah
1: that's what happened with megan kelly megan kelly just asked on her nbc show what's wrong mm-hmm. with wearing blackface if it's used in the context of looking up to somebody that's black. Her friend wanted to dress in black faces of Aretha Franklin because she loved Aretha Franklin. She wow. loved her music. She thought she was a beautiful human being. She wanted to look like her, a mask to her, make her a hero of hers. And she just asked that question, asked the question and she got fired. And she apologized before she got fired. Guess what? Jimmy Fallon wore a blackface. Apologized, still has a job. Tina Fey wore a blackface, apologized, still hasn't been run out of town. Jimmy Kimmel wore a blackface, apologized, still has his job. This is why I brought up this topic here. So maybe segue into another podcast. When will the right say enough is enough and go beyond what you're doing, which I think is commendable? Which is like, you know what? That's just not for me because you're doing the political stuff. At what point do we cross over that personal choice to over that line into, okay, I'm outwardly promoting boycotts of these things, because if they're not going to be fired and if they're not going to be held accountable, but we are on the right, then bad things come our way because you're picking and choosing. I guess that's a good place to end it. It's definitely going to bring up topics in the future. I say this out of compassion as we've brought up today in this podcast we are now hurting the very people that fought slavery and hate. We are now hurting the very people that fought for slavery and fought against things like Jim Crow and wanted to unify people. And now we're hurting people like the person that portrayed Aunt Jemima and her great grandson. We're hurting the legacy of Hattie McDaniel that played in Gone with the Wind. I wanted to get that context out there and I wanted to say all that stuff. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As I always say, love you just like we love our family members and friends. This is just disagreements and thoughts and perspectives. And we hope that you join us again for the next podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning into Relatives to Reality. If you like our podcast, please share with your friends and family and also subscribe so you will never miss an episode. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Relatives to Reality.